Effectively Managing Other Adults in the Classroom 101. Completely missed that course back in college. It's okay, though. I'm pretty sure it was covered in two to three pages of a chapter in the book. If there's one thing that I've learned, it's that paraprofessionals are so valuable. Special education teachers cannot do it alone. Self-contained, resource, inclusion, it does not matter. Paraprofessionals are where we can't be. Let me say that one more time. Paraprofessionals are where we can't be. This may be physically in another room or at a station one table over. This is why they are so valuable. When we effectively manage our staff, we increase learning time. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways to maximize time. This right here is how we do that. We're going to spend our time together planning what this looks like for you and your staff so that your students get what they need. Hi, it's Shauna from Above All Potential. I am an upper elementary self-contained special education teacher. While working with students that have both learning and behavior challenges, I use a variety of strategies and supports to ensure that I am reaching all learners. My hope is to help you support your students in the classroom and beyond to reach their full potential. Working with paraprofessionals is comparable to co-teaching. Think back to those co-teaching models. One teacher teaches while another supports. This can also be applied with paraprofessionals. Perhaps another model may be station teaching, where one para is running a writing station while you are doing a guided reading group. Team teaching, while it's a little different because we are doing all the planning, you should be able to incorporate this with your staff um, and having them help share out content in your lessons. They teach too. I will talk more about this later in the episode. These models can be applied to how you work with your staff. There's been a shift in how we use paraprofessionals. Paras that once worked in a copy room doing clerical tasks are expected to be working with students. Paras in the special education classroom may walk in with no experience with students with disabilities. And that's okay, but it's our job to set them up for success. The experience and training varies with, with each staff member, so just keep that in mind. First things first, you have a para or two, and if your needs are high, then maybe you have more than that. But identify what those needs are. If you have support staff, it's safe to assume there's a good reason. What are your needs beyond clerical tasks? Do you need help with running centers? Do you need someone to collect data? Of course you do. Do you need someone to help a student with their sensory break? I can't tell you your needs because every classroom is different. Try to figure out what kind of model you want for your classroom. If you're planning for the upcoming year, you might not even know what your needs are yet. What I'm trying to say is, what can your pair of professionals do to help your students, which ultimately helps you? Remember when I said paraprofessionals are where we can't be? You can't do it all. Trust me, I've tried. We must divide and conquer. It works so much better. Let's put a little thought behind this idea. Use an inventory to match your pair's strengths to your needs and help clarify roles and expectations. 
An inventory will give you insight on tasks that can be completed independently by your paraprofessional and which tasks will require support and additional training. Some examples of this may include implementing behavior management plans, monitoring hallways, providing personal care assistance to students, conducting progress monitoring assessments. If you're looking for a sample inventory, I will include one in the show notes later. Using inventory information, you can draft out your schedule and determine roles. One year, I had a para who loved science. At first, it was scheduled during her lunch break. Using this information, I was able to make that switch right away because I knew how much enthusiasm and knowledge she would bring during our science block. I'm not saying you can cater to everything, but if your pairs are doing what they love, it's going to promote a positive climate in your classroom. Give them their time to share their love for learning. Your students will benefit greatly. Organization and communication are crucial factors for an effective special education classroom. Being a special education teacher is hard work. We need our paraprofessionals to be on our team. Create a schedule and map out what they should be doing for each time frame or class period throughout the day. Don't assume they know, especially when starting the year. As a matter of fact, let them know that it is a work in progress and that the schedule will be updated often to reflect what they actually do. Along with your schedule, you will need to set clear expectations. For expectations in the classroom, break it down. Do you expect your paras to circulate around the room when you're doing whole group instruction? When is a good time to help you grade papers? I'm not saying they can't help you with clerical tasks, but when is it appropriate to do so? Do your paras need to prep anything for math stations? What should they do if you get a phone call? All I'm saying is address it early so they know what's expected. The next thing is communication. Let them know they can talk to you and how you want them to communicate. In my classroom, we use a lot of sticky notes to share information. However, if there's something major that happened at recess, I would like to know before it derails my math class. So my parents might ask to talk to me in the hall. Cell phones. This is a big one. Spell it out. It should not be common practice to text or take personal phone calls during the day. Uh, what is your policy about posting pictures? Just be clear. Supervision outside of the classroom. You want your paras to promote independence and advocate for your students as needed. This can often feel like an awkward dance when working with a variety of teachers for our paraprofessionals. They are often the ones that get the brunt of it when an issue arises. Other school-specific items to include are policies for confidentiality and absences. Um, just be proactive. Don't get me wrong, I've had paras that were on top of doing things before I even knew they needed to be done, but that way if there's an issue, you can respectfully encourage them to check the schedule or reference the expectations that you set. As the teacher, you set the tone for your staff and especially for your students. So when I talk to my students and when I'm giving directions in the classroom, I call my paraprofessionals teachers. There's no reason for me to clarify that I'm the lead teacher or the one in charge. I expect my students to treat us all respectfully. We are all teachers to them. 
There is a reason that this simple gesture eliminates issues when I have to be out of the classroom. When we are all on the same team and can fill in for each other's roles, our students can handle changes in routines more efficiently. Just model what you expect and do this constantly. Set up opportunities to build on the relationships between your students and staff. Students won't work for people they don't like. They just won't. Provide opportunity. Train your paras on your system for positive reinforcement. Give them the chance to reinforce expected behavior whenever possible. Whether it's some kind of token economy system or dojo point or whatever you use in your classroom. Share the control. Again, set it up for success. Train your paras on words or phrases to use when correcting behavior so that it de-escalates the situation. Talk about the cues for when they need your help or cues when you want their help. The more you speak the same language, the more consistency you will have with your students. The last thing you should do just to show some appreciation. Give them a space. It doesn't have to be a desk for each. My room is not big enough for that. But a place to keep their binders, their belongings, a place to grade, specific teacher chairs to use, colorful pens to write with, uh, fun notepads, and a good stash of uh, candy to share. You know what they say about people who feel appreciated. So I just want to give a big shout out to all the paraprofessionals out there. Thank you for all that you do to support students and teachers. Teachers, you've got this. Now take what we've talked about today and implement it in your classroom so that you can have an efficient special education classroom. Thank you so much for listening. Visit AboveAllPotential.com to check out the blog or TPT for resources. Find us on social media with special exclusives in our Facebook group. Either way, I would love to connect with you.